Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined by two people I work with. <laughs> oh, not oh, even friends. Wow. Two no. glorious people I work Hold with. Hold on. How, I don't want to be a glorious colleague. I want to be a. 23 in and we're no longer glorious. The glory is gone. I said glorious okay. after the. Oh, already. Tension. So I know. Tension in the air. You are Stephanie Sealand. I am. Troublemaker. I know. Troublemaker extraordinaire. Alongside you is Kay Ribeiro. Hello. Not troublemaker. No, I'm Angel. Angel. She is an angel. Angel with tangerines. Oh. <laughs> People are really worried in this room about how many tangerines I'm consuming. I've got three. I, th- you, right. Tweet me if you think that's a, a Hold obscene on a amount of tangerines but, to have. Okay, if I took a photo of you now, I think people would think it was overload because you're also wearing a tangerine jumper. So I think that's okay. adding to it. I'm going like, to become tangerine K. Yeah. Is that tangerine really? I consider it more to be kind of like a brownie, brownie orange number. Okay, well let's not get bogged down by it. Come on. No, tangerine. let's not. Let's not ramp because because someone's given us a four star review on uh, the rate and review section of the iTunes, which is we encourage everyone to do. By the way, if you can mm-hmm. give us five star reviews, even better. And they've said that we ramp. Was that rambling too much? Was that one of? The, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, is that I fair? Think, oh, I well, no. I think that. they just said you know we rambled a little bit and oh. maybe. But I mean, I think it's part constructive of the, feedback. Yeah, I, like I think it. I, I consider rambling to be one of the USPs of podcasts. So I, I didn't see goal. this latest one. It was a four star one, but they said we ramble. Apparently, I mean, I haven't looked at it either. That's oh, the, that's no. the news on the street. The word on the street. <laughs> anyway, today this is this is a weekly look at pop culture. Mostly television, as I've said for the last... Oh, the other thing they said is they would have wanted it to be a bit more diverse. Not just TV, oh. Netflix, oh. but anyway. Oh, Did you write this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it, you. This, this Stop banging on this you, This is your way. Like a complaint yeah. They've gone over you. an hour. Yeah. Stefan Boyd rambled too yeah. much. Argue it's about a, Game of Thrones, which I don't it, watch what? in brackets. Mm. You guys, if you guys don't want to listen to the listeners, curious I'll do it on your behalf. I'll do it on your behalf. But he's still... Is it he or she? I think it's a she. She still gave us four stars. Okay. <laughs> and her name okay, is well, Kay thanks Ribeiro. for the stars, and we're going to not ramble, and we're also going to be more diverse. And you will see instantly we'll be diverse, won't you, Boyd? Yeah. Well, I'm reviewing a film today in, in the "What We've Been Watching" section, which is the first section where we talk about what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. I will be talking about the film "Mother!" Exclamation mark. Starring Jennifer scary. Lawrence, which I saw last week at a special BAFTA screening, at which date Steph night. was supposed to join me, date night. I know. And she snubbed me at the last <gasps> minute. No, I, I put oh, my special... Last hold on a minute. <laughs> I did put my special date night dress on, and then due to unforeseen circumstances of people being assholes, I had to <laughs> not go. Oh, my God. Those yeah. very special circumstances. Yeah. They are, they are yeah. Not me. No. No. Other people. You're happy to come and sit next to me at Oh, the my God. I was, was so upset that I couldn't come, right. but I... People had upset me, and I have. There was no choice well, but to go home. I feel like the husband. No, no. There was <laughs> no choice. There was no oh. choice but to go home. Damning you guys, you've all had that day. You know yeah. when people just anyway, get you down. No, you missed out on the I screen. missed it. You missed, which is annoying me because it would have been really interesting to have a male female because it's a oh, very. It's all no. about as I'm going to explain in a few minutes when we get onto it. It's a very. It's a whole thing about women and men and what that means and everything. So, God, this would have been a great argument. It would have been a great argument. Yeah. Anyway, I just have to be me rambling on while you two ask me about it well, and, and are fascinated, okay. riveted by my thought thoughts on Mother. Mm. But it's a huge release, starring Jennifer Lawrence. But Boyd, you did say Friday. to me that you were actually quite glad that I didn't go and see it because oh, I thought yeah. I'd be really depressed afterwards. It is, and I was it's already one sad. of the most distressing films ever. Yeah. Okay. Well, more than the um, that rape film you made us watch. That was a good film. Kind of, it, it was a great film, but I mean, obviously, it was <laughs> le- relentless and a little bit depressing in parts. Was it L? L. 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 The film to which you're referring, the, the classic Oscar-nominated like film I L. Like I said, yeah. Isabelle yeah, Huppert. Yeah. Um, in a way, it is more distressing than that film, yeah. This film's got everything in it, let's just put it that way. 
Um, we'll oh. get on to it. We'll get on to it. I don't want to, okay. right. you know, let's not get carried away because at this early stage, because no. we haven't even previewed what else we're doing in the main meat mm. of the show. The new series of W1A, the third series of the, what I consider to be hilarious, satirical-ish thing about the workings of the BBC, starring Hugh Bonneville and many others. Season three of Transparent, which I'm saying is uh, Amazon Prime's greatest ever contribution to television. Wow. Yeah. Um, High praise indeed. You can watch Parks and Rec on um, Amazon Prime. Oh, I'm saying they're, all right, their own originations, their original shows. Sorry, yeah. Jack Whitehall Travels With My Father is a new kind of celebrity travelogue show with Jack and his father Mm -hmm. on the Netflix. Michael Whitehall. Thank you. It's coming to Netflix next Friday in full. And Electric Dreams, which I think is probably Channel 4's biggest drama of the year. Mm. It starts next Sunday at nine o'clock and there are and there are ten episodes. They're showing six weirdly in the first bunch and they'll show four next year. You're looking at me like I'm mad, but it's true. No, I'm looking at you with the anger of you not telling me before I had to watch this that it was dystopian. Which you know is the one D-bomb. of my most hated God. things. Can you give me an updated list of things you hate? Ricky Whittle. <laughs> Ricky Whittle dystopian playing football dramas. with his top off. Okay. Dystopian Ricky, dramas. Dystopian, dystopian dramas. Um celebrities <laughs> who write cookbooks. And Game of Thrones when it's not about the dragons. So and that's my oh, hello, Noel Edmonds. Oh, and no, Noel, Noel Edmonds. Edmonds. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of individuals <sighs> yeah. you don't like. Yeah. Oh, Bish doing dramatic the Bish acting. Bish doing dramatic acting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, Royal. it is a long list, a long list. isn't it? If you could just, uh, just say, keep it up to date. Okay. And maybe update me every week. Okay. Just to I will. It's going to hate. It'll be in, in email yeah. every Monday. That's good. So let's start with what have we been watching? Kay, you've had, uh, you had a week off of, mm. of, of uh, work. Did you get to enjoy any television during that time? Oh, I did nothing but enjoy TV. Really? Yeah. Or um, films, obviously, or anything. It was a week of entertainment. And do you know what? I broke my own rule. Oh, my God, you didn't do... It's a binge. It's a binge. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Oh, because some really high-pitched... Sorry. I mean, (laughs) no, it's good. This, oh, I'm so I did pleased. a binge, right? Because, you know, my rule is just to enjoy it on a weekly basis because that's how I like enjoy to it. consume it. Programs, dramas. You like, yeah, you, dramas, yeah, You're sorry. kind of an anti-binge figure, aren't you? You yeah. feel watching dramas should the, be done on a weekly the, serial basis. I don't feel the need to consume I have yeah. previously referred to her as old geeky. Oh, yeah. Old <laughs> yeah. not yeah. binging. I can't wait to hear what you've binged. What have you binged on? I binged on... Tin Star, <gasps> yes. Oh. Now, have you... Tin Star, listeners. You you were gasping in the middle of that. Oh, I'm just so pleased <laughs> so that she's converted to a binge. Well, it's a one-off because, as you know, I really enjoyed the first episode, which we yeah. previewed a couple of um, pods ago. And it's the Sky Atlantic drama starring Tim Roth. Slash Now TV. Oh, Slash Let's Now never TV. forget Now TV, Let's please, stop. God. Never. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. And he stars as a um, sheriff of a small town in Canada. He's moved from England. He's, a, you know... a a troubled character, recovering alcoholic, al- yeah. yeah, recovering alcoholic, and he's got you know a dark past that's alluded to. And in the first episode, one of his family members is wrongfully murdered, and that's not a spoiler. It just happens within the first few seconds of it. And this whole the whole series explores yeah. why was that person murdered? How is it connected both with him and also the oil company that is um, moved into the local area, which he is like petitioning against. Doing dodgy dealings, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It have you watched all so have of you them? watched the whole thing? Ten episodes? Listen, I did oh a tenner. Oh I my did God. all ten. I've only, I'm on a semi-binge. I'm on five. I've <laughs> oh, did five last night. It's a quasi-binge. <gasps> but oh, Kay's done the full-on, full-on Listen, ten. I'm so excited It is just this. as good the as the first binge. episode. <laughs> it's just as exciting. It's just as good. Oh, good. And like Roth, I mean, it goes without saying, he's such a ledge. His character is 
such a legend. You shouldn't yeah, like he's him brilliant, isn't he? yeah. because you know he's a cheater, he's an alcoholic, etc. Things that generally you'd frown upon, but you can't help but love him. And it's it's so gripping. Like the dialogue is just amazing. But also, I just wanted to mention two people because I often think the young actors get overlooked, and actually never overlook the young. No. no, the young are important. Yeah. They're the future. Yeah. Um, Literally. Yeah. So in particular, I want to mention Abigail Laurie, who is the hard-as-nails daughter of yes. um, Tim Roth's character. Oh, she who, is nails. Considering everything that's happened to her, she's quite level-headed, she's really tough, but also Oliver Cooper-Smith, who, for me, oh, yeah. he looks like Michael Pitt. Do you remember from <gasps> um, Boardwalk Empire? Oh, yes. And he Michael is fantastic Pitt. in this. Not as related to Brad Pitt. As um, he's um, plays Whitey Brown, who is the central dark complex character. Who's not in the first episode? The no, review. he's not. So, yeah, he episode arrives. two, yeah. look out yeah. for him. You'll know who he is. He's got piercing blue eyes, and mm. yeah, he's just extraordinary. Yeah, he's good. Oliver Cooper Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow! I'm really. I'm, this is uh, I, this is a revelation. Maybe a little of a round of applause. Oh. Yeah. Ah, oh, thanks, guys. Well done to Kay for it. Won't be happening again. Yeah, but oh, it, honestly, and um, please, Tim been, Star is like TV crack. Well, it's been you know it's been recommissioned. So. <gasps> Yeah. No, I didn't know so that. So the donor will die at the end, obviously. Oh. I mean, spoiler alert. Um, oh, my God. Do you know what? Because I, I watched the last episode. No, no, no. I watched the last episode last night. Yeah. And I thought to myself, one strand has, seems to have come to a natural conclusion. Oh, and I was, okay. I was thinking to myself, I want this to come back, but how will they do it? I don't oh, want well. it to come back if it's going to oh, be okay. a bit Well, crap. it is coming back. <gasps> yeah, that's the news. Best news ever. Oh. See what happens when I binge. Good things I'm happen. I'm so pleased. Okay. We're all, we're all thrilled. Have you, been, have you binged on anything? You love a binge, well, I you do. I, what have well, you been doing? Well, I semi-binged Tinstar, so I'm only on five. But, so, my mum phoned me. Right, okay, this isn't just Sally. me going into conversation. My mum phoned me and she was like, my brother's moving to Australia, Surio Sealand, he's off to Australia. What's We're, his name again? Surio Sealand, I know, Thai. But that will come, yeah, we'll come okay. on to that later. Okay, will we? He's a massive gooner, so oh, you two would okay. really get on. Are we going to come on to that into Jack Whitehall show, maybe? Yes, we are. Listen, are area. we reviewing Surya? Surya, we're, not, re we're not reviewing Surya. Okay, so she phoned me and she said, listen, you need to, I need to get on the phone to your brother because I've just watched this programme <laughs> with Reggie Yates. <laughs> and in Melbourne, Ooh. there's there's a real problem with, with she and I quote, she said, with the acid, right? <laughs> and she was like, can you watch it? It's on the iPlayer. <laughs> I said, mum, I can, but I think... I think my brother will be all right. She went, no, watch it. Right, so it's Reggie Yates, Hidden Australia, and it's not acid, it's called ice, okay? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. and there is a huge problem. What? Now, I'm but ice say, is acid, yeah? No, it's like... It's a deadly like, drug? No, it's like... Um, or actually, it's illegal high. Frozen it's illegal high, no? no, no, no an no, illegal no, high? No, it's very illegal. It's very, very illegal. Like, one in every 17 people in Australia is taking this stuff. It's, um, it's Just like say no, kids. Crack. What's the stuff from Breaking Bad? It's like crystal meth. Crystal meth, yeah. Oh. So anyway, it's actually crystal meth. It. It's just their word for crystal meth. Yeah, I think so. Right, right, right. But basically... You've watched so the show, he went not sure. He went around... But yeah, I'm not quite sure. But I think it's because she confused me because of the acid. Always on the meth. I watch this and it, oh, Reggie Yates, I tell you what, I used to think, God, he's really irritating. Oh. I oh. know. Mm. But now I'm sort of in love with him. What? And I kind it's of thought, it's always, I wish it's, I lived in Melbourne. It's not to 60 with it. It's, 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 right. it's either hatred so or love with you, isn't it? You're very, like, I, uh, there are no shades of grey with no, me. No, Absolutely no. none. to realise that. He was so brilliant at, at He's good. Yeah, he's really good. He was amazing. I was on some kind of awards jury earlier this year where we were judging 
these programs, yeah, <laughs> factory programs, and and everyone was saying how brilliant he is at doing that. God, that, he's this, fantastic. Yeah. He, he did he did a whole series of them. So this is on BBC Three slash iPlayer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's on iPlayer, so yeah. you should watch it. And especially no, if you're thinking about really moving good. to Australia, he did investigations. He went to Russia and he looked at the homophobia there, and he, oh, wow. and he has hangs out with wait, gangsters. Oh, and he's, he's, he's he doesn't get fearless. enough props. Did he get on the mess as part of this okay, experiment? So the That's thing is, the interesting thing about him is is that he has never smoked a cigarette in his life, and and obviously they're like the one. One strand of it was him, this girl who was going to rehab, who'd lost her kids, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, he was so nice to her and so lovely to her. And he gave her this really nice cuddle. It was, I was like, oh, God, if I lived in Melbourne and I had a... Steph wants to get cuddled by him. I was like, oh, I could get a cuddle by Yatesy. Anyway, it's definitely (laughs) worth a watch. And also, you know, don't take um, acid or ice is the moral of the story. We've all learned a lot already. We've learned a lot, yeah. From that... um that like, what have you been watching se- yeah. segment? Boyd, question. Yes. yes. What have you been watching? Oh, thanks, Kay. Well, I have been watching Mother, which I'll get to in a minute, my review of that major new film release. But, but before I do that, I want to quickly mention that I'm, I'm watching, um, I've watched episode three now of Liar. Oh, oh, is it on The Thing? Because I watched two. It's on The Thing, yeah. Oh, two was so good. The Thing, Steph, we can preview, we get to preview these shows on the ITV oh, website. Oh, you watched three? Yeah. Oh. Let's remind everyone what it's about. Liar is one of the two Williams Brothers films, programmes, films, programmes that are on, on Monday nights. One with Joe Frog. Liar's the ITV with Joe Frogger and Hewan Griffith. Yeah. And Relic is the one on BBC One. I've watched episode two of Relic as well. So I'm kind of, episode three is not there yet of Relic. So I'm slightly ahead on Liar. Liar is better than I thought. I mean, I thought it was really good. So remember, I I like Liar more than Relic. Let's remember that you're right. Is this what you're telling me? Yeah. Listen, if they're the warm words you want to come out with. The second episode of Liar is really good. But the thing that is so good about all of them is the clever way Mm -hmm. in which these guys, the Williams brothers, I'm calling them guys. Mates. Mates. These dudes, these brothers just pile on the plot within their stories. They're so clever. In, so for example, in Liar, there's loads of stuff involving characters that just seem minor supporting characters in episode one, and suddenly they have got quite involved subplots that emerge. Oh, I love that. In and they're all interwoven. And yeah, all interwoven. So you think, how are they going to sustain this story of whether it's a he said, she said story about whether he raped her or not that night? Mm. It's obviously the crux of it. But it spins off into all these different subplots. It's so clever. Same with Relic, like you get to know these sporting characters' lives and it delves into their lives, even in episode two. They are, I have to say, I think they're brilliantly talented. And I'm not just saying that because one of them did also uh, retweeted one of our tweets about the podcast. Do you know that? Uh, of course, no, you can tell you really? that. One of the, yeah, one of them. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Oh, Jack you... or Harry. Our favourite really? one. Yeah, Our favourite yeah. one. So, yeah, that was nice. That was exciting. Oh, that's exciting. And also, Thank so you. I just mentioned Mother. Right. So, Mother. Okay. So, I went to see the screening. So, Mother comes out on Friday, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, directed by Darren Aronofsky, which is hard to say. It's not, actually. Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. I think it only gets oh, okay. hard. Okay, it's not that hard. Let's, not, right. let's not fall out at this stage. <laughs> no. no, it's easy to say. It, right. is, it is easy he to say. He did Requiem for a Dream, yeah. which wasn't a barrel of laughs. Yeah, most of the stuff he does is not, Who's like, hilarious. Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. He, oh, didn't he just direct it? Oh, it was years ago. Yeah, yeah, but who was it? Oh, I thought. Sorry, there's a Spanish. Okay, oh. I'm thinking about. Oh. <laughs> there's a Spanish author who wrote a book called the same thing. So I wondered oh. if it was based on that text. No, I think it was an original. I think he wrote the. I think he wrote the original script. Okay. I think so. Apologies. I'm pretty sure. Apologia. That's okay. An apologia. <laughs> apologia. From Kay. <laughs> She's not an apologist. <laughs> we know we reviewed that stage play many weeks ago. 
Listeners. We can't stop talking about it. <laughs> anyway, so Mother, is, and I went to this BAFTA screen that you were invited to. I know, I'm sorry. Let's not get back on it. I yeah. sound next to David Williams. I'm really upset that about that. that. Although, although, as I said, I'm quite glad because of the whole in-depth argument you and I had last week about me saying that conversation with him was not in-depth. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, so that yeah, might have been yeah, John yeah, Bishop. Yeah, yeah he would have. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he listened to it, it's fine. And Ooh. there was a Q&A afters with the director, Darren Aronofsky, which was really was interesting. Was J-Law there? No. Oh, well, it's okay. I'm just da- Darren, yeah. Oh, okay. well, just because she wasn't there. Well, I shouldn't, yeah. don't give a, Don't give a shit, do you? Well, I do, but Language. I would have been really <laughs> extra annoyed if she was there. Yeah, that would have been extra annoying, yeah. to be fair to you. Um, so it's all about, she plays the mother character. So no one is named in this film, which is a clue to the fact that it's trying to be kind of allegorical. Oh. And, yeah. So she plays the mother Right. The woman in, in the house living with her much older boyfriend, Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier Bardem. Lucky lady. He yeah. is a very world famous kind of poet slash author who's mm. had writer's block for years and years. We don't oh. really know how long, but he's he's suffering. <laughs> I like your response. Just, Damn it. Yeah. Furious. Well, when you get bl- writer's block, it's yeah. annoying. She, or any she, kind of block, yeah. He's in this massive house somewhere. You don't really know where. And she's taken on it as her work to do up the house. So she's renovated the whole thing. She's this creative mm. woman figure, walks around barefoot. It's like an interior designer. Like an interior designer, <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's been kind of shut off in this room that he doesn't allow anyone to go into where he right. tries to write <gasps> and is failing to write. Who's they, paying the bills? What? Who's paying the bill? Well, he is because he's still. I guess oh, he's still, still making got, enough. From he's his, got enough in the I mean, bank. Sorry, okay. we don't. We don't see him paying a bill. <laughs> not, but let's not get bogged down by bills. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Right, fair enough. It's not. Then all of a sudden, important. no, it's not hugely important. All of you're right. Then all of a sudden, Ed Harris arrives, saying that he's a doctor working at a local hospital. Oh, sounds like he's not though. In need of help, um, he's kind of in pain, and there's something wrong with him, and he needs and he's somewhere to stay the night. And he bonds with Javier Bardem's character. Turns out he's a super fan. Of oh, ooh. the writer, yeah, and he's there it's on like false pretenses, yeah. And then they're joined by his wife, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who is brilliant. Michelle Pfeiffer's returned to screen. Is she having a, a Nicole break. Kidman moment? She's having a mini Kidman. Yeah, oh, she's mini having Kidman. a mini Kidman. Yeah, funnily enough, I saw Nicole Kidman's next film as well <gasps> oh, last week. Okay, we'll talk about that next finish, week. Anyway, film. Kay's gonna be furious that I haven't yet finished. <laughs> no, this I just want to hear what summary. happens to this goddamn mother. <laughs> right. So, they, so there's a home invasion element of it. So these two right. arrive on full speed and they, yeah. and they kind of st- outstay their welcome. Meanwhile, Jennifer Lawrence's character is getting furious with them. She's like, why are they invading my space? You know, And they're kind of being a bit, <laughs> Pfeiffer's character is being rude to her. Bardem loves them. And, from, and I won't describe what happens after that, but let's just say it all gets... It all kicks off. It all kicks off. So she and just wants to decorate the house. She and wants then to have like, a nice old time yeah. decorating the house. I'm just trying to pick around, wallpaper. Wandering around barefoot in a kind of like sheer... Oh, caftan oh, type clothes yeah. where you can pretty much see a naked night. The only reason I mention that is because that came up in the Q&A, which I want to mention quick, briefly. But this film, is an ext- it's kind of like a psychodrama horror and a thing. There's also, as Daronofsky explained afterwards, and I would never have realised this apart from that he explained it afterwards, it's a huge, it's all about, she's Mother Earth, right? And so it's all about oh the Earth being exploited and um, kind of oh. attacked by 
Humanity, yeah. Right. Now, oh let God. me just describe listeners. Kay's kind of... Oh, her her eyes couldn't be further raised to I the I mean, heaven. I'm getting RSI from, like... She's, she's in pain. She's in pain. And Steph is got fingers on her temples, also in pain. Oh, you don't God. like the uh, no, you don't I like the uh, films that oh, are Darren, Darren, Darren. No, listen, workers, I love a layer. And, and no, I love. Oh, there's layers and, and there's just a little bit of self indulgence. Well, yeah, but thankfully, so I had no, no clue literally afterwards that that was what the film was about. But equally, it can be taken as you know, and all about the relationship between this younger woman and this older man, and what all that's about, and what happens when it's challenged by other people coming in. And it's all very much from her point of view. So the whole film, and um, this is no exaggeration, pretty much the entire film is shot either over her shoulder or on her face. Or <gasps> you're seeing what happens from her point of view. It's entirely from her point of view, which is really clever. It gets a bit frustrating after a while because you're like, uh, oh, my God, are we still sticking to this shot from behind her shoulder? Oh, God. Over, over, so the whole film is a sub- kind of subjective experience, you know what I mean? From mm. It's really clever. And so I'm kind of completely torn between my admiration for it because it's brilliantly done. And it is all about one woman's disintegration, kind of mental disintegration, and what brings that on. You know, I mean, the behaviour of Javier Bardem, without wanting to put too fine a point in it, is disgraceful. Yeah. And all these other things happen, all these other people arrive, and oh it all gets God. completely out of hand, oh and it gets unbelievably violent and disgusting. That's be forewarned. It's an 18, one for it's me. It's an 18 step, it's not one for you. And that's why I meant, if you had have come, I think you would have been distressed oh, by no. what happens in the last, particularly the last half an hour. But it's an extraordinary achievement because I've never seen a film completely shown from one person's point of view. I can't mm. think of a similar, a similar experience going to see a film. It pretty much puts you through the mill. And it has all these other meanings as well. He's talking about the environment and the earth oh, and all this, God. that and the other. How far does she get with the old decorating? <laughs> Well, put it this way, funny you should ask that. the least of her problems at the end. Funny you should ask that. Pretty much the whole house is done, right? Except the sink, she hasn't finished the sink, one of the sinks downstairs. Yeah. And people start sitting on it and and, and she gets furious and that becomes a key moment. See, it is important. The decorating is important. Yeah. Don't sit on the effing sink. No. Also, could, why would anyone sink. sit on a sink? Don't sit on the sink could be an alternative title for the film, actually. Don't you? Yeah. I might suggest that to Darren Aronofsky. Anyway, oh, but the final, the last thing I want to say about it is I've gone on too long. It is, I, I mean, we've given it five, Charles Gann, our esteemed film to go it five. So I think it is an absolutely brilliant film. I couldn't even imagine sitting through it again. Like, I couldn't, you know, I just about sat through it first time. Oh, but what was funny, at the Q&A afterwards, Hosted by Danny Lee from Film, whatever. Have you seen Film 2017, The Go? No, I listen to you for all my film right. knowledge. Anyway, he hosted it with Darren Aronofsky. And at one point it all kicked off because a, a woman in the audience suddenly Uh-oh. yelled. Oh I'm not God. kidding you. God. Yelled. Oh, no. You're not asking questions from any women. Right? <gasps> and he ooh, went, ooh. Oh, and, and, Darren, and Danny Lee went, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, that's my fault. She went, yes, it is your fault. And Who I felt as woman? a... She was just a woman in the audience. And she then proceeded towards the tirade about the... The, the film saying it was um, sexist because it does depict her. You get to see Jennifer Lawrence, you know, almost naked. And he was like, is that necessary? So there was a whole discussion about that. Anyway, it was really awkward. It was oh unbelievably awkward. Yeah. Well, it was, and I felt, as, as a host of many a Q&A in my time, I thought, oh God, if they're for the grace of God, go I. If I have, now I'm like, I'm going to be asking women priority. Come on, let's not, yeah, but don't go Every to the other Q&A extreme. I host. Um, how did Darren respond to it? He, well, he said, funnily enough, he said something like, I'm paraphrasing, Jennifer Lawrence is one of the kind of great feminists. You know, she's a complete feminist in the world and, and, is, and is fascinated by feminism and is very, very loud vocal pro- mm. feminist. And she wouldn't have done this film if she thought, you know, she wouldn't have let me direct it in the way yeah. I'm directing it. So that was kind of his defence. And it was also a little bit she's showing her, he's showing her as this earth mother figure, which is partly why, you know, mm. she kind of walks around the house. He's like, I walk but around the house But they are going naked. out with each other. 
I don't think they are. Yeah, they are. Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky are, have been going out with each other this whole time. They are partners. They are lovers. Work colleagues and lovers. Yeah. Don't get any ideas, fans. Well, I'm glad you, you weren't there to ask him that question. Yeah. Would have probably have thrown you out. Yeah. But anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, that's Mother. So that's what I've been watching. I think I've gone on far too long. Kay's already drawing on her peel of her tangerine. No one yeah, say that. That's two down, everyone. One to go. Let's move on to the meat of the show. Of the podcast, W1A. Who who has seen W1A oh, before? I haven't. It's a virgin slot. Oh, oh, it really is. I can't believe it's an impromptu virgin. It's the third. Yes, yeah, the third season. So W1A, which is really is a kind of extension of G- G2012. Didn't see that either. You no, but I read. Yeah. So 2012 was the f- oh the f- Olympic thing. Yeah, the Olympic yeah. comedy. That's where we first met the character of Ian Flesher, played by Hugh Bonneville. He was the kind of organizer of the the Olympic oh. committee, and that was a kind of very funny comedy about that world done in a faux documentary mm-hmm. style created by the great John Morton so he is the guy who creates this whole thing and writes the whole thing and then he went on to work at the BBC he's now head of values at the BBC and in this series he's kind of dealing with the BBC's got a new mission statement the BBC's trying to sort out its uh, what's it called the BBC's charter yep. for renewal the renewal the renewal so they're dealing with that and there's a new mission statement they're doing going to do more of less <laughs> God, which it. Head of Output, Anna Rampton, played by the great Sarah uh, Parrish, describes about putting what we do best front and centre and about identifying better ways of doing less of it more. <laughs> Into this mix comes, of course, the great, the incredible Jessica Hines as Siobhan Sharp, oh. who's the, the a lot of people's favourite comedy character in the show. She's, she's been the PR. She's had her own um, PR company throughout, Perfect Curve. Now they've been taken over by... Fun. A company by Americans, yeah. a company called Fun. And that we, you kind of get to see her whole new life working for another company or at least having been brought the company. Safe to say she's the queen of the bullshitters. She is the queen of the bullshitters. And, uh, and we get to see, you know, it's all about the inner workings of the BBC, mm. basically. What did you think of the new suits? Particularly uh, as one who hadn't seen it before. Uh, right. I'm going to reveal something about our office now. The only thing about this was I just found this. Pogs, lovely Pogs. As you know, we all work in an office People together. People on the ground. And I, yeah, it's so close to home <laughs> about what actually happens in offices that I found it sort of, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I laughed out loud. I adore Jessica Hines. She, yeah. she just has to just move her face slightly and it makes me laugh. I just think she's brilliant. Loved everything about it, but mostly I loved it because it is exactly what happens in our office a lot of the time. And funnily enough, on Friday, Boyd and I, Kay was off, and Boyd and I had to attend what we called a thought shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for yeah. our for our brand for for Heat. And I just found so much of what yeah. of what was in this show to be in from in our thought shower. What, yeah. what did you think? That's Boyd? the thing about it, isn't it? Is that because even though it is very specifically about the BBC, on I mean, and it is on one level, and it's all about the workings of that. A completely unique organisation, but it works across the whole of media. It well, really yeah. does, and I think even beyond media, because a lot of companies yeah. really? work. Really? Do you yeah, think? Do you think they about... have those like meetings where yeah. everyone's just like, "Yeah, let's ping some ideas back and forth and enforce think... fun." Yeah, and people say things like, "Let's take a deep dive into that." And that's yeah, because there are tech so companies, many tech companies. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, right, Silicon Valley. Modern, yeah, all those modern, co- any modern company, I think. Has these? Yeah. Excru- that's, you know what? Now you know why I don't like meetings. They're oh my god, Boyd! Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> the amount of meetings that I've been in where one person has said something and then everyone else, yeah. like the seven other people yeah. in there, have gone sat around and gone, 
Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a, obviously you've got the inane utterings and the like, the agreements and stuff like that. But then you've got this endless talking, which gets to like the end point is nothing is concluded. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah brilliant. Right? Yeah. They also yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah, totally, yeah, brilliant. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's what I thought was brilliant about yeah. that whole scene <laughs> that you're referring to is where they have this meeting is that it's so quick fire and these individual mm. sentences uttered by these fantastic actors, it just takes one misstep for that whole thing. I want to oh, know how many completely. takes that must yeah. take. Oh, uh, well, of course, you know, as I, as you, as I say this every week, I end mm. up saying this every week, I went to the launch of this series as of well. Of course you did. The week. I yeah. mean, you know, I, if I could I could do a press a button, couldn't I, where I say I went to the launch of this series. Yeah, we're going to need Because I'm going to be saying it again oh. soon as well, later on in this podcast, sorry. But it was really interesting because they were all there, the cast, and with with um, the writer John Morton. And the really, inter- you're right; those scenes are in- intricately, intricately timed. It's like an orchestra. It's yes. like it's a cacophony oh. of like noises right. that happen so fast, yeah. and you like. But here's the incredible thing, right? There is no improvisation. None. Really? He scripts wow. this I stuff. Can, I can see that, abs- though. Like, meticulously. I mean, it takes him a year or, or even longer to write these six episodes of this, each series, because he meticulously writes wow. every tiny little detail. And the interrupting and the timing of it there is all in, in the brilliant performances. You're right. And they have to... But he was... The cast was saying the biggest challenge for them is how hard it is to learn the lines because... They're so repetitive, and each of them kind of says the same thing for yeah. half their life. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, Sarah, yeah, brilliant. Sarah, Sarah Parrish's one word is totally. Oh, totally. Sarah yeah. Parrish yeah. is so good in this. Though. And then one of them says, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, oh my god," and you know, they're all they all have their little phrases they say on on a constant kind of repeat basis, you know, but yeah. They, it is it is intricately woven by the writer. That's his genius. One right? of the thing, the one of the things that I found really hilarious. There's a scene in it where. There's a girl, the girl is talking to another colleague about somebody else's idea and he's saying, oh yeah, I spoke to that other guy already about that idea. And let me just tell you, that kind of stuff happens all the time where it's like somebody has an idea and then someone else listens to it and then they take it off as their own and then it becomes something huge and then it bears no relation to the original conversation that you had with someone. I mean, this is... I mean, it's not. It is actually just what happens in these offices. Yeah. Well, that that is part. There's a brilliant little kind of. Um, there's also he brilliant. I think he brilliantly um, touches on little interrelations. Like, yeah. so you barely know him very subtly. So because there's this kind of this three this three way relationship going on with Jonathan Bailey, who is the one who's Jack. Yeah. Who is okay. the one who stole the idea yeah. from Will? Lovely Will. Oh my God! So Will is uh, actually played Will in the Windsors. Exactly. He looks so familiar to me. Exactly, yeah. Oh, he's absolutely he's brilliant. He's played okay. by the brilliant Hugh Skinner, yeah. who's hilarious, the posh Hugh Skinner, yeah. who started out as the work experience guy and is now assistant yeah. to Hugh Bonneville's character, who's watching t- catch-up TV for him because he hasn't got time to watch it himself. So it's brilliant. And Ophelia Lovibond is oh, the woman sh- in the middle, and she, is, she really is really fond of Will. Who came up with the idea of yeah. on your bike the the uh, chat show set on cycling on cycling yeah. where you where you cycle along and have a chat, and this is being abused and by by yeah by um, Jonathan Bailey's character. But that subtle little interplay between them is so brilliant. Jonathan Bailey's clearly keen on her, and it's yeah. so well. All those little things are so brilliant. I I think it is absolute genius. I'm it's really brilliant. I'm going to watch. I I'm. Can you watch? You've them got all? the joy now. Let me just yeah. say this. You've got. I mean, I'm I jealous. It's so yeah. I, not only can you go back really and watch previous two series of Daniel, you can go back and watch which, previous series of 2012, which is the same. Really for the where are they available, please? They're all available on DVOD, okay. DVOD, okay. I mean, some of them may well be on iPlayer or okay. Netflix or something, I don't know. But, yeah, you'll find them. It's a Google. I'm, I might be due my n- uh, next binge. That's <gasps> what I'm saying. It's a binge. It's a binge. Oh, I'm so excited. By I love the new K. Have a week off and look what's happened to her. Uh, WNA, it's, it's glorious, isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch yeah. all of it. I'm going to give this 4.5 stars. Four and a half stars. 
I'd give it. Oh, I'm going to give it four and a half, two. I'm giving it five. Ooh. I think it's yeah, phenomenal. It ruddy, bloody, brilliant. And everything, by the way, that that John Morton's ever done is brilliant as well. He did Broken News. Did you ever see that? I feel like this. It's it hilarious. Yeah, I feel like this. You love really it. love this person. I do. I, re- I think he's so, and he's such a lovely guy. He's very, very. He's quite shy and retiring Aww. and modest. But actually, and that's brilliant. the key to it because he can observe. Then he's yeah. observed all this he's like ridiculousness yeah. happening in front of him, and yeah. then has put and it into people a like us. Do you ever see that? Fantastic. One day, I feel like they could make a show of this podcast of us, and yeah. it would be hugely embarrassing. Oh, it could be awful. It yeah. would be. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Amazon Prime video phenomenon that is, I'm calling it phenomenon, is transparent, which has reached seri- season four, series four, season four, as they call it, in the United States of America. Cool. So there's been 30 episodes so far of this show, which is all about stars Jeffrey Tambor. I, I'm explaining everything this week. I don't know why I am. But I feel it's just I have actually never watched this before, so you can. Is like, this another version? Have you watched? Yeah, this before? I haven't watched it before, and it's one of those things. It's like that a I'm, virgin special. Yeah, so. but it's one of those. Th- this is one of those things that I'm like, oh, I really must watch Transparent because everyone talks about brilliant ears, and I really must watch it, and I really must watch it, and I haven't. And that's cool. So it. that is basically you describing it again, Boyd. Go on. Okay, I'm going to describe it briefly because I think I'm, I'm, I'm bored with the sound of my own voice. The listeners, but the be. listeners aren't because they love you. Furious. Transparent is. The show all about Jeffrey Tambor plays the Maura Pfefferman, who is the transgender head of the old school Jewish kind of Californian family, extended family. Her ex-wife Shelley, played by Judith Light, um, and their children, their grown-up children, Ali, played by Gabby Hoffman, Josh, played by Jay Duplass, and Sarah, played by Amy Landaker, who all have their own issues. And it's kind of, I mean, it started out, everyone was obsessed by the fact that, oh, this is a you know, fascinating thing about um, a transgender person and what they go through. But it's kind of much more about that, because it's as much about this kind of old-school Jewish family mm. Um, and their neuroses and their issues, as it is about what she's gone through. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and kind of, it's got all this kind of wit and style. And it's for me, it's like the interesting thing about it is it's kind of like each episode is a bit like an, an indie, a little indie movie in its own mm. right. Do you know what I mean? I, the way it's shot is the way very it's shot. indie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's just me. You two have never seen it before. Oh, I can't believe I've what not did seen it. I'm going to be totally honest. This is the Jewish family that I've always wanted to belong to. It's just, I loved it. I felt really warm watching it. I really liked it. I like, I like it when there's like family kind of dramas that have lots of, everyone's shouting and it's just really, but they all really love each other. I just, it made me feel all warm and fuzzy of like everybody was accepted and it was just really nice, but they all had their problems. I really love this. Because it does open, it kind of opens with, so at this point in, in the, which I didn't say, at this point in the story, um, she is, she's become, she lectures at a local college and, you know, she's become quite a kind of famous local community figure. The kids are, one, you know, the, the one of her daughters is kind of back having a relationship with her ex-husband mm. and the other two are kind of finding out what's going on. And they're all, they all find out in the first episode, they all suddenly realise when they all, the, the, the children, the grown-up children, when they go on the roof while this party's happening downstairs, a big dinner, they're all addicted to sex. Yeah. And that kind of plays out over a few episodes. That all three children of this of these people are addicted to sex, which is quite a f- funny idea. What did you think, Kay? Um, yeah, like Steph, I really enjoyed it. But I think the fact that I was a virgin to the show did kind of mar my enjoyment a bit because I didn't really know any of the context of who they were and what was happening. Was it confusing? Not confusing. I just feel like there's probably uh, things that happened that I didn't quite take on because I didn't know. I I think not as invested in the family. Did you watch Arrested Development? 
No. Right. I think a lot of the reason I loved it is because I, as I've spoken about many times, I'm completely obsessed with the Arrested Development and I love Jeffrey Tambor. And I think if you love yeah. him, then yeah. you'll love anything he's in, which is stupid why I haven't watched it before. But I just think he's just such a watchable actor. And oh. Whatever he's doing, he just is he's amazing. In. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in three of the great series of all time. What's the third one? The Larry Sanders Show. Of course, of course. He right, was yeah. Hey Now Hank Kingsley yeah, in the course, Larry Sanders yeah. Show. He just makes the, greatest, the right choices, yeah, doesn't he? The greatest yeah. sidekick ever. And uh, he's gone from that to, as you say, Rest of Development. Yeah. He was fantastic just, in that on Slumber Cast, to this where, you know, he's it's taking on this incredible challenge. of the, you can't I can't think of a character more different to his... Yeah. Late, to his Larry, Larry Sanders, Sanders character. character. So can I ask you a question? So when this series first began, it took... It, he, do you join him yeah. when he's going through the channel? Do you join him as he is a man and he's and he, does he tell his family what? what yeah, happens? in the beginning it was pretty much. I think pretty much the first episode, if I remember rightly, he he is is a man at that point. He hasn't transitioned yet, and he decides to tell his family that he's felt this way for his okay. whole life and that he's felt like. And a, has he gone full a man Caitlin Jenner? Um, or not? Is it not that? I'm trying to keep track. I think so. Yeah, I think it's pretty okay, much at the similar fine. stage of Caitlin Jenner. There was a, at one point they were saying Caitlin Jenner was going to be. Um, like a guest star in it, but I don't think, oh. I think that ever materialised. But there is a there is a, kind of a parallel because they are Caitlyn Jenner's obviously from a very wealthy, privileged white background, mm. and partly what this is about is a wealthy white privileged man transitioning to a woman, and because along the way he, particularly in the last series, he got involved with a self a health a, a group of transgender people, and he saw some much less privileged, not white, uh, transgender having people experience. having a much different experience. And I think it, one of the brilliant things about this show, which you say, is Jill Soloway is the creator and writer, mostly the writer and director, and she's brilliant. And so she's kind of really touched upon those issues brilliantly. But I think it's kind of in- incredibly enjoyable mm. to watch at the same time. Yeah. I really, I just, I think it's I great. really, I really liked, uh, Gabby Hoffman. She is great. Oh, God. If anyone watched Girls and loved yeah. Adam's sister, Caroline... Yeah. She's in it. So she is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, she's yeah. brilliant. And it, you know, and there's a big thing that he he's been invited to speak in Israel. There's a whole thing about yeah, there's a lot of thing about Judaism and Israel and what that means. It's just it kind of effortlessly, in my opinion, touches upon issues that horrible yeah, word, which yeah. makes it sound boring. But it's not. But every issue it touches upon: sexuality, religion, race, all of these things. But it's in an effortless way. Totally effortless. It's it's. She's brilliant, Josh. Hull- I Joss like the Friday Hull- night so. dinner vibe. The Friday night, yeah, and it all starts with that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give a lot. Of, I, I feel like bad because I'm going to give. I'm going to be saying how much I like a lot of stuff this week. But, but that's I do okay. think Transparent is by far the best thing Amazon Prime's ever done because if you compare, you know, it to Netflix, it's the big rival to Netflix. You know, they did. The top, the new Top Gear. What's that called? You know, the with um, Grand the Tour. Grand Tour, Jack. the Big Adventure, as we're calling it, oh. the Grand Tour. You know, they did that. So they've had like big hits. The Man in the Iron Castle. They did oh, that. The, sorry, the Man in the High Castle. High Castle. Not the, the Iron, Iron Castle. <laughs> the Man in the Iron Castle. Can you imagine how heavy that would be? I feel like I'm going to get every single title wrong, and that could be the thing. I, my sorry, theme. can I just say? Thing, yeah. I absolutely. That, that the Man, man in the, the Orange High, the high Castle. Man in the higher ca- the Man in the High Castle is one of those things that, and I don't know about you, Pogs, I have literally started that about 17 times. I can't get through it. I cannot Sometimes get through it. Sometimes you just have to give up, Steph. Yeah, it's just no yeah, You know, up. when something's not for you, you should give you know, up on those bloody Satsumas. That's what you should. We know the I'm man, really worried about it. Man in the High Iron Castle is, of course, the Stephen King. Not Stephen King. <laughs> oh, my God. I've well, completely, oh my God I'm losing boy, it. <laughs> I'm worried about losing. you now. It's a Philip It started K. as Dick. a joke and now I'm worried. <laughs> Thanks. You think I need to do some like, have a bit of, Just give know. him a bit of that some orange. Literally, all I'm saying is after this recording of the pod, I'm going to take him somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> to be shot. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? 
Charming. <laughs> anyway, it's a Philip K. Dick right. thing. Ah, oh. <laughs> don't look at me like that. It is. Man in the High Castle is Philip K. Dick. Oh, as is God, Electric that Dreams. So much. Yeah, Electric Dreams, which should be oh, coming to Lord. soon. If not next. Oh, God. Wait, is it next? No, I think we're going to do... Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do our scores next. Oh, yeah. Star oh. rating, Cage, bring us down to... What would we do without Cage? I know. I mean, she's going to take Just me Just ramble out. on forever? She's going <laughs> to take me out and shoot me soon, but that's <laughs> fine. Take you to a doctor. Um, I'm going to give this three and a half stars just because I don't have a connection with it, you know. <laughs> no, nor does she want to. No, clearly. <laughs> I'm going to give it four. Yeah, four and a half. From me, I think it's a great, 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 great show. Well done, Amazon Prime. Well done, Amazon. What Prime. I was saying is, it's by far their best show. That was it my is, long is. rambling thing no, when I started going across. about that. <laughs> is it of all the Amazon Prime shows? Where would you rank it? No, we're not getting into that. <laughs> Number one, it's a revelation. Okay, why won't you play our games? Because uh, we haven't got no time nonsense. For it. Yeah. No nonsense. <laughs> Right, next, Jack Whitehall travels with my father, Netflix, <laughs> next Friday. Kay, what's it all about? Okay, Jack Whitehall, comedian, very funny guy, takes his dad, Michael, on a gap year because he has never been. He became a stand-up comic, I think, at 17 or something. So he feels like he's missed out. What better way to do it than with his dad, who is very amusing himself, very curmudgeonly. Um, they've done, which shows have they done before together? They, they did a chat show together for yeah. BBC Three slash BBC Two. Michael Whitehall also uh, with Crush. Book together, yeah. Mm. Finalist. Yeah. And actually I've emailed Michael Whitehall. He just, replied, very sweet. Yeah. What well, did you say? Oh, you've oh, won like, a weird crush. No, I just wanted to find out, you know, how he felt about it. And I got this lovely email back from Michael Whitehall himself. He he's said a, he, was, he was delighted with it. He's a pro. Yeah. He's a pro. Oh. Yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of travelogue thing, isn't it? It's a, cl- it's a contrived form. Obviously, that, you know, yeah. you're not expected to take seriously the fact no. that, you know. So they go to Thailand, yeah. Cambodia, Vietnam, and it's like all the hilarious things they do along the way because Michael Whitehall doesn't like foreign places or foreign things. He, uh, he claims at the beginning, doesn't he not, that he's never been Past abroad. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> says he's never been abroad. No, I think he, ha- he just doesn't like enjoying doing it. So like if you he say to him, yeah, he hey, are you looking it. forward to it? He's like, looking forward to coming back. Yeah, and so. you see his lovely wife at the beginning oh. who kind of packs his, tries to pack his clothes. For it. Let's <laughs> just lay our cards on the table with reference to Jack Whitehall's mum. Yeah. We love that Jack Whitehall's mum. Yeah. She's so nice. Uh, Boyd and I, like, I, I, she's friends. She, she, isn't she your friend, Boyd? I Quite met her. Friend. Yeah, I mean, I like to think of her as a friend. Yeah, I'm not I sure she's met her me as a friend. actually weirdly at this Shirley Bassey thing that Boyd took me to, and she was talking to me about this very show that oh. um, they did together. And do you know what she said to me? She said, "What, what Jack and Michael just been doing? They'd just been going. They'd just been on this uh, tour of Thailand." And I said, "Oh, well, I'm actually half Thai." And do you know what she said to me? She said. I should get your number because I would like um, some information about Thai food because they really liked it. That's what she said That's to me. That's what she said. Hillary, by the way. She said her name is Hil- Hillary. So nice. The lovely Hillary Whitehall. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like she is, and she, they also are Arsenal fans as well. Yeah. Big Arsenal fans. And they've like, you know. I mean, do these people get any better? No. So, Kay, what did you think of this? Is this a six part travelogue? It all arose in Netflix style in one go. Um, and he's, no, he's, it's the first, it's quite a big thing because in a way, because obviously all this stuff so, thus far. I'm thinking has been for BBC, you know, all the stuff he's done, he's done with his dad. And now they've moved to Netflix for this lavish travelogue. I really enjoyed it. It made me laugh a lot. I was cackling at my desk. I just think, I don't know, I find Jack, and I always have, very, very funny. And he's such a nice guy, like, when you mm. meet him as well. And just this whole dynamic between him and his dad, who hates everything. And, like, Jack's got very, you know, public school boy sense yeah. of humour, right? So he's just, like, winding his dad up constantly, telling me he's going to have buckets of alcohol in Thailand, stuff like this, and the dad's just having none of it. It's very amusing. My only criticism of it is I feel the contrived bits didn't yeah. need to be in there. Yeah. So... 
I think if you put them naturally in any situation, they would just be very yeah. funny mm. because they are. Mm. And there's one scene they're in a hotel and like um, Jack comes down to find his dad just <laughs> suddenly talking to a lady boy at the bar. And it was just a bit like, I don't think they need that. I think they can just... He may have genuinely fun. interrupted his dad talking to a lady boy at the bar. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, and for all we know. Well, that goes on to my oh, criticism. You've, right. You've got listeners. Raised, Steph's got a raised finger. Not just any finger, Boyd. The finger of a half Thai person. Oh, so, it's like a forefinger. It's not the middle finger. Let's no. just make that clear. You see you're those not nails? Ra- you're not showing me your middle finger. See those nails? Like that football. Asian did. nails. Good Asian nails. Mm. Half Thai. Right. Okay, so I am half Thai. So whenever I am K, you may not know this. And so my only issue so with the first it, episode was set in Bangkok. First episode set in Bangkok, and I wholeheartedly agree with everything that K says. These two people have so much natural comedy that they almost don't need to have the contrived bits I totally agree with Kate and that's what was kind of my overriding feeling about it because Jack Whitehall who we love from A League of Their Own and is just hilariously funny anyway I just don't think they need to do those bits and then the other thing is is that the stuff that they do in this I think it's just the laughs it's just a bit too easy like Bangkok, Ladyboys, something to do with an You'd elephant. You'd be disappointed blah, blah, blah. if you didn't mention Ladyboys, wouldn't you? Right. Do you know what, though? What I would have liked, Don't okay? Ryan. What I would have liked, though, is because he could have taken him, he could have taken his dad to, like, Pat Pong in Thailand. where Pat Pong? Lady, Pat Pong, where right. ladies do all the things with the ping pong balls. And, you know, well, you'd no. like that more. Well, you I mean, that would be more subtle. No, Wait a minute, you no, would like I don't, that I don't want it to be subtle, because the thing right. is, I don't want it to be subtle. I think, Wait, it's not subtle. I this isn't subtle. Right. I think, take him to the, take him... Like, direct to those places instead of, like, pretending, d- making the whole pretense of, like, oh, no, I was just speaking to this person. He was like, that's a lady. Oh, you so know, that's contrived, the, yeah. That's the, the contrived, contrived thing. Element. Actually, take your dad to those places and then get here. They go to, so in the, in the first episode, they go to this, um, like, treatment centre oh where they God. get hit. I, I mean, they it's get slapped. the slapping beauty slapping. treatment. That was, yeah. That's watching, that's watching Jack crack yeah, up yeah, about an old slapper. Of, I kind of, that. I, and then there's I elephant polo. The elephant polo like, was funny. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. I just think where they've tried hard to be funny, they didn't need to. The they contrived did, bits. They just they're just funny right. people. Let me say this about the contrived bits. Here's my theory about the contrived bits. You know, I like to have a theory. I uh, it's, it's, it's knowing. A theory. It's no. They're knowingly contrived. So you're not you you know you're not meant to think mm, oh maybe, yeah. you're not meant to think oh it's almost another level. To me, this is how I regarded it. It's another level of comedy. Is you're like, yeah, we are going to set up this loose scene where Jack, White, where Michael Whitehall's been talking to a lady boy at the bar in the morning at this hotel, and you know it's knowing. You yeah, know it's not. It's obviously slightly being recreated. It's directed almost like a like a sitcom. And it's lavish, right? You know, so it's like it's very knowing. All of that is knowing. So. The contrived bits, they're clearly contrived. Do you know what I mean? That's for me. It's not, they're not pretending but, but I think that it's all happening I think for real. Every his step dad's of natural reaction to uh, being exposed to things that he's never seen before sure. would be hilarious oh, yeah, anyway. That's that my problem well. with it. I think you get I both. don't think you do get oh, that. I, think you get I don't both. think you get that. Because I think, actually, if he did take his dad down a street where there were loads of ladyboys and some of them are throwing you know, ping-pongs out the goods breeze and whatever. Then I think, but I'm just saying that those things are quite shocking to someone who has never experienced things like that before. I would have found that really interesting to see what his natural reaction oh, but was. I think you saw a lot of natural reactions as well. That's my point. I think you had both. So half of it, a lot of it, most of it is the natural reaction. So even just bringing his dad into that, um, you know, what's it called? That... Uh, Khao Sang Road, that hotel. Yeah, the hotel or, yeah. you know, where he was hanging out with the students. Oh, yeah. The, the hostel. Yeah. Hostel, that's the word I was clutching for. Um, yeah. Kate's going to take me out and shoot me because I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> um, 
was funny. That's his natural reaction. Then he was like, "No, I'm not staying here," and left immediately. Although those things are natural reactions, I think. And even to the um, elephant polo. But he was polo, never going to stay there. I no, mean, I know. Yeah. Of course he wasn't. But I'm saying. You know, a lot of it is absolutely clearly natural reaction, but equally some of it. There's got is to be some structure planning to it. and yeah, planned yeah. And, and amusing little scenes they've created. Okay, right? do you know what? Right, I tell you what, I'm going to compare this to. Um, Four fingers thrusting away. Ramesh Ranganathan. Yeah. When he took his mum, what was that show called? Okay. Yeah. Asian, Asian provocateur. provocateur. When Ramesh Ranganathan did Asian provocateur, <laughs> that to me was the, one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen on TV because I I found. His his kind of he's kind of fumbling his way through, yeah. absolutely hilarious. Course, and yeah. I just want a bit bit more like that. I think. I think you'll get more of that. I hope so because I do course, really, yeah. really like. They're a great double act, aren't they? They are. Yeah. I thought. I just think. I just just being in their company. Yeah, but that's what I'm. Not, I, but I just want to be in their company <laughs> in a more authentic way. That's okay, all I'm saying. Okay. I thought the known bits were funny as well. So yeah, I, I thought it was. It's I mean, Mr. Whitehall saying like one off the wrist isn't really that was honestly <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> He's that such a honest... rum old bird. Yeah. He yeah. will say and do anything. I know. Yeah, and Michael I do, Whitehall. Yeah, it's it is brilliant. I just think they they're just brilliant anyway. I don't need to try very hard okay. to be brilliant. Okay. Jack Whitehall travels with my father. The hilarious six-part celebrity uh, travelogue show starting on Netflix next Friday. 20, not starting on all arriving on Netflix next Friday, twenty-second of September. Four and a half stars for me. It's four stars from me. Four stars from me. Finally. Mm. Oh dear, I can sense. I can sense a certain amount of. Uh, can I don't you know, agitation? Can you sense a dystopian atmosphere coming over the pod? So, Electric Dreams, which starts this Sunday at nine o'clock on Channel Four, is a huge, massive series that they've co-produced with Sony, I think, and it's it's a huge, big co-production. Anyway, um, it's ten different hour-long films. All of them telling ten different stories, all inspired by Philip K. Dick short stories. So some of them have, you know, adhere closely to the original. Others are just taking a kind of idea and fly with it. They're all written by different people. Each episode is written by someone else and directed by someone else, and they all have their own unique cast. So it's a kind of it's an anthology series, is I believe the phrase. Mm-hmm. So it has something in common with Black Mirror, you know, the um, the oh, Charlie yeah. Brooker series, which is a different story every week and a different cast every week. But he kind of writes a lot of them. But this is a massive undertaking, really, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge, big project for them, for Channel 4. Cards on the table. I did host the screening and the Q&A last oh, week in a hotel in London and um, interviewed some of the cast. Can we make it clear that you haven't been paid now to give it a good review? I've not been paid at all to give it a good review, no. I hope um, you were paid for the hosting the screening, though. I've seen... Yeah, of course be, I was paid. You don't just do these things for no, free. Don't do these things for free. Do they give you not. goodie bags or anything when you do that kind of stuff? Well, they, they did give goodie bags out that night. With they had um, like sweets. You'd have liked it. They had a little oh, bag of sweets. We've yet to see the rewards of this. What and a copy of, of the a paperback, new paperback book. They're doing a time book of Philip K. Dick stories. Oh, you can keep that. Electric dreams. Oh dear. What anyway, kind of the sweets? first what? Well, just what kind just of Just like sweets? you know, kind of like sherbetty disc things. I don't know what they're called. Oh, like flying saucers. Yeah, like that's flying not a good sweet in a goodie bag. But anyway, move on, oh, please. God. I think we've entered the ramble zone. <laughs> we entered it. We've been. This <laughs> pod's been a full ramble. Something. This is a ramble edition. So the first, they're showing six episodes in the opening tranche. If I'm, I'm calling tranche. it that. tranche, I love a tranche. Yeah. Of Electric Dreams mm. episodes, and then there'll be four next year, which is kind of relevant. The first one is The Hoodmaker, which stars Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and Holiday Granger, who right now is in strike, of course, yeah. the strike's detecting partner. And it's, who, does anyone want to explain the story of this one, or are you both looking slightly 
I'm going to be honest, I don't want to. <laughs> I, right, should I give it a go? Yeah, because I really Come hated on, it, Steph. so I'm going to oh give it a go. <laughs> okay, right. So that word again, dystopian. Set in a dystopian time where there's no kind of technology, but there are... The, the kind of... The population is split into what they call teeps, people with telepathic powers and just normals. And they do refer to them as normals yep. in it. Anyway, so Richard Madden is one of these um, agents and he has to just... He works with the teep who is Holiday Granger and yep. she's now his partner and then they fight crime together. So, but basically... That's a good nutshell. It was mm, it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so I'll stop there. Why ruin it, Steph? Stop there. Because she can see into everyone's mind. She can read people's minds. Yeah. So she can pick out. She knows who, in theory, is being a who the villains are and, who, and, yeah. and kind of. And, and, and there's a whole. Teep uprising. Yeah. Zero but, and also, normals resent, don't they, the fact that there are these people who can see yeah, into their minds. Yeah, because they don't want people to know right. what they're thinking. But the main crux of this is why it's called the Hoodmaker. Is in the, in the first scene, there's a man who's wearing a hood, and the teep cannot read yeah. what this person wearing the hood the hood blocks the, the hood thoughts. blocks the thoughts. Yeah, it reminded me of you know in uh, Batman Begins when Scarecrow yeah. puts on that hood. Yeah. That's where it reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. Um, but you don't know initially that it's blocking the thoughts. But then you find out, and then it's all about who's making these hoods and what the hell is going to happen. And we should also say the other thing about the teeps is because if people are wondering, well, you know, because they're kind of like a race or class of people, aren't yeah. they? That are definitely the the subject of paranoia and oppression, and their vision. You can tell who they are because they've all got this scarring, oh, same scar scarring their on their yeah. face. Which marks them out. So it's like it's so it's partly commenting, isn't it? I think this this story on, you know, kind of almost like racial ethnic divides and divides between class divides and all that kind Took of stuff. Took the words right out of my mouth, boy. Day. Well, I can sense a certain amount of displeasure, Kay, at no, this dystopian science fiction. No, I haven't got. To story. be honest, I don't have a lot to say about this because, as you know, dystopian dramas aren't my thing. No. Why? We, we, we both I, got against. But I can appreciate dramas. a good drama. So Why? I appreciate that people who do like. Either his books or dystopian dramas are going to enjoy this. It's very well made. You know, it's got a strong cast, um, including who I, in my head, have been calling Steve McFadden, aka Richard, McF ah, <laughs> Richard Madden, not. and Holiday Granger's great in it as well. But it's just, it's just not for me. But I think a lot of people out there will enjoy it. Why don't either of you like a dystopian fiction? You see, you don't like the 1984s and the what? What, what have you got no. against you? Just it's got a bit it of sense oh. about it. Disturbing or no? I'm just oh, I'm not into sci-fi personally. Oh, not I just fiction? don't. I just. I just think it's a load of rubbish. <laughs> I do. I just really. Oh, I don't like. I don't she like. I, alone. Do, I know this sounds weird, but I really don't like dystopian fashion either. So they're all where I know. I know. I know that sounds stupid, but I just like when. So everything's everything's kind of like this greyish, brownish. I don't find it visually exciting. You're just describing Kanye West's last okay, range. Right. So basically, this could be. Do you know what it's like? Derelict. That's what it reminds me of from Zoolander. Everybody in dystopian <laughs> times is wearing derelict fashion. I don't enjoy it. I think it's stupid. Um, and stupid. Yeah, I do. I just think it's really stupid. Well, you didn't buy into the idea that this that you weren't interested in what would happen if because it's speculative and it's kind of going. Imagine a world where humans were divided into people who could see. Yeah, I did think that was fascinating. Instantly, well, you know, yeah, instantly, I just thought, right. oh my god, can you imagine if someone could read my mind yes. all the time? It would be horrendous. So, yeah, right, it's an intrinsically interesting idea. Isn't okay, it? so you're, right. you're admitting you were fascinated. Yeah, I didn't say I wasn't. Okay. Oh, You're confusing me and Steph. We're different. <laughs> she doesn't You're like right, to stay. She doesn't. No, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Was it trying to make a point about the fact that we like give all of our information away and everybody knows what we're thinking anyway because we're giving everything away online? I don't know. But also, I just think, 
I didn't care. I didn't care what happened to Richard Madden. I didn't care what happened to Holiday Granger. And to be what honest, about like, Steve McFadden? If he was in it, would you <laughs> care? <laughs> if Steve McFadden, that was really, you know, I would have cared then. No, I just, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I didn't find it enjoyable. I kept looking at my watch, thinking, when is this over? Oh, I know. I didn't just. Obviously, I didn't confuse you, but you didn't seem that pleased with it either, even though you're fascinated. No, by No, I the said I, I oh, can okay. tell a good drama, but did I you enjoy watching tell what it? I'm interested in, and that's not it. <laughs> Why don't we find this interesting, though? What it's is interesting not interesting? Because people have different. I find it interesting as a concept, mm. but it didn't oh, like I keep don't. me gripped. Like no. I, I had no interest in seeing episode two, but I know that a lot of people will. Yeah, I j- maybe I just Science don't like fiction. Philip K. Dick. I don't you like clearly, that kind I mean, of stuff. I think. I mean, you spat out the word dick. The one yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. It's just stupid. It's stupid. It is. All right. I think. I, I think. I think what we sent you not into it. That you Kay's really. Not into it either. No, but you. Well, let's not bunch you all together. Kay, Kay's Kay. already. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're different no, individuals. No, 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 no. Kay, did you Kay enjoy likes this? Dick. You don't like Dick. <laughs> I do not like Philip K. Dick. He was. Sorry. That, that was very obvious. Joke. No, I liked it. No, Kay, did joke. you like it? <laughs> did, but did you like it, Kay? Cards on did table. I've I've explicitly said it's an interesting drama. I have no interest in watching any more of it. So I think that says that I, I don't like it enough. Be like this? I think Chloe's book cards on the table. <laughs> the cards the cards are there. Are they all going to be like this? Um, they are all fairly. No, they're different stories. So I've I've only seen one other, um, which was Crazy Diamond, which was very interesting. As with Steve Buscemi, the cast are brilliant. Oh, I like, by the way, is that how you say? It? I thought it was Steve Buscemi. Buscemi, yeah, you're probably right. Shemi, Shemi. Caesar Babbitt Knudsen, her, you know, she's brilliant in Westworld. She's in Westworld. Okay, and well, she's do you in know Borgen. what, what do you think it. of it? What Julia you... Davis from Nighty Night, she's in it. I think I think it's, oh, well, yeah, I haven't even said what I thought. Yeah, what do you so think? so overwhelmed by the negativity in the well, room. Well, no, I just said it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, stupid. <laughs> Kay's not going to bother watching another episode, yeah. even though all the stories are completely I mean, different. you always want me to be honest, don't you? I mean, I can start oh. lying if you prefer. Yeah, if you could start lying, that'd okay, be good. Okay, it was no, fantastic. No, don't, don't start lying. Um, no, I think it's really good. I thought this episode, the I thought the Hoodmaker was, I thought it was a, I, I think I've hinted an intriguing idea that, you know, it's saying something about. It's a terrifying idea. Terrifying idea because it works on all different levels because it's scary. The idea. I don't find it terrifying. <laughs> it, Why do what's so scary? Like, if someone could tell your thoughts all yeah. the time, but I don't think anything bad. It's fine. Like you really? never think oh, anything bad. Really? Not like not that I'd be worried about other people thinking. You, you really? never had a yes, thought you that you would. wouldn't want anyone else to hear. So wait a minute. Not you really. go into a meeting. One of your I meetings. Say, you know me. I say what I think all the time. So it's like I'm just like constantly like stream of consciousness coming out of my mouth. I think it's fine. If you said to me, I'm reading your mind, I'm like, go ahead. Have a good dig. Blimey. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you're a unique human <laughs> in, in many respects. <laughs> and certainly in that respect. Um, no, I thought so. I think it explored what would it be like, what the implications of that, huge implications. It's also kind of like a detective story because you're trying to find the case winding me up. He wants to finish this discussion. It's over. Now we're going to carry on for a few more hours. Can we discuss fine. every single detail of Electric Dreams? And I just thought, yeah. And, and, the, and it was quite part detective story about how to, who is making the hoods that stop people from um, being able to read mm. people's thoughts and even and there was this whole race thing going on as well that they're you know they're kind of they're a type of person that you can identify visually mm. and they are being abused and persecuted and people resent them and hate them all of these things I thought were really interesting I thought it was really well done and I thought it was great mm. And not only that, and so it's Crazy Diamond the second one I'm fully on board with Philip K. Dick's Electric <laughs> okay. Dreams apologies about the dick joke that's alright it, is, it, was, it was funny. the lowest common denominator. Ah, of course. Bring it all down. Well, I sense there's going to be a lot of high star ratings for this one, Kay. I'm giving it three and a half. I oh, honestly, thanks. no, for, for I for what it was, it was a it's a solid four. I just oh. don't like stuff like that. Oh, oh it's a classic. 
It's a no, classic no, no, U-turn. No, no. I always, I'm just giving you what I think, and I thought it was stupid. But if you like stupid it's stuff stupid, about it's a four. But if you like stupid stuff about dystopian things, that's fine. Like I didn't like, I don't even like Harry Potter, but I could appreciate other people out there like Potter crazy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, of course, Harry Potter's like a five-star thing. Well, I think it's idiotic. Make say, this whole thing end. Just say, just say your uh, star no, rating, no, please. No, no, no. John, no, John, John our, uh, our producer, engineer, <laughs> the guru, he's got his head in his hands. I'm rating <laughs> for well, look, you should rate it on what you think. But I've rated with my, with my expression of thinking it's stupid. There's got to be a direct correlation between what you're saying and the score. <laughs> oh, well, we, couldn't, we can't do that. We can't do that because I think other people I give enjoy up. it. I literally, I now give up. So you can admire something. Like, mm-hmm. I, my mother, yeah, I would never I, want to see it again as yeah. long as I live. But, but you gave I, it a good star rating. Well, I, I would give it... Yeah, well, I they, think it's a brilliant so film. So you're illustrating but you're, my but point. I, no, but I think this is different because you're saying it's stupid. Whereas mother's it not stupid. It is stupid. stupid. <laughs> So you don't really admire it, but you still give it four no, stars. No, but I appreciate that other people no. think something stupid good. around here. <laughs> other people will think it's good. Is this a logic that only makes sense in my own head? Yes. Is it? No, I'm pleased you're giving it four stars, though. Um, I'm giving it four and a half. I think it's a really bold, exciting Perfect. series from Channel 4. And it starts on Sunday at nine o'clock. As we always say, well, we don't always say, I'm just saying it now. Make up your own mind. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I think it's stupid. Somebody else will think it's good. Yeah. It's a solid yeah. four-star production. Yeah, we've got the idea. Okay, it's literally like desperate. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> let's do question time. Put some welly in. Question time. Are you just hot? What is it? Do you know what I'm really hot. I blame the Sazumas. I just need us to wrap this up now. Okay. It's like that. It's like that. What's the question, Boyd? The question, inspired by Jack Whitehall's Travels with My Father, him being one of our foremost stand-up comedians, Mm -hmm. who is your favourite stand-up comedian? Kay. Ramesh Ranganathan. He makes me happy. If I ever feel sad or just want a bit of a, you know... A comedic boost. I'll always watch him. If you've been He's forced so to watch Electric Dreams, or you can at least listen to you arguing to about it, I would definitely reach for Romesh. And, and reach for Romesh. Yeah. There's a helpline. I just call it. I'm like, Rom, is it you? Help me. Yeah, no, he's very funny. Everything he says, so dry, sarcastic. I mean, it's completely up my street, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. And he's a gooner. He is a gooner. He's been on my in the years ago. He was on my podcast, my Arsenal podcast, Everyone my other podcast. Goddamn podcast. Oh, we don't have guests in this. Podcast. We would make room for him. <laughs> Could we get someone on? Can't we get anyone on? Why doesn't anyone want to be on it? Is it because we argue too much? We haven't asked people to be on it. What are you talking Why about? Why have we not asked anyone? Do you want to come on the podcast? People out there listening. No, not just you're like Romesh. Oh God, you've, got, you've just got a nasty. Steph, I've got a question. Who's your favourite stand-up comedian? <laughs> Very hot. Okay, my favourite is. The one, the only, the legend that is Dave Chappelle. He is the greatest. I was not expecting you to say that. Really, no. I love Dave Chappelle so much. You know, he's so he's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I have. So, a few months back, he brought out his uh, some new stand-up material that he'd been he'd been working on, and his Netflix specials. I have watched them probably about seven times because they are. so so funny and then when I meet people who haven't watched them I'm like I get that thing of like I'm so jealous because if I was going to watch that for the first time because it's just so brilliant Mm. so he was obviously an amazing comedian he had the Chappelle show then he went off to discover himself and he and he's come back and he's hilarious has he found himself oh my god he's so funny what have you what have you watched those um, Netflix no no I think it's great yeah he's a legend he's a legend he's a legend not as much of a legend as my favorite stand-up comedian of all time 
Who is, of course, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I knew, I knew. The best. God. And do you know what? If you could have said Sherlock, you would. Because that, or Ant and Deck, <laughs> which are your favourite answers to things. Sherlock or Ant and Deck. Or Seinfeld, I think you're fine. <laughs> and in this question, or Larry David. Seinfeld is a stand-up comedian, unlike Ant and Deck or Sherlock. Yeah, I know. But just sometimes I feel like you get those answers in somewhere. <laughs> What an idea. Um, yeah, Sherlock is my favourite stand-up comedian, everyone. No, it's Jerry Seinfeld. And thrillingly, there's a new Seinfeld special coming up on Netflix. No. Following week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might what? force us all to review it next week. Oh, we, yeah, we can get access to it. Oh, is it, is it those shows that he does in It's a new York? special. He's done a series of specials for um, Netflix. This is the first one. And it's him exploring his um, early days as a stand-up and doing new material and being filmed in a small... In the first New York club he ever... Got his big break in. Oh, yeah. nice. So it's a brand new Great. program. Wow. But I don't know if we're going to get access to it yet. I'm not I really so. look forward to Calm talking down. about that next time. <laughs> Kay, Kay, have Kay. you enjoyed I get the sense. recording I just this get podcast the feeling. Today. I don't know where I get it from. I just get the slight just hint that you want us to just wrap this episode Just tell us if we're wrong. You guys have taken it out of me this time. Up. I'm just saying that. I feel like we haven't argued at all, really, this podcast. I think we've spoken over each other enough. I think that's have we? Poor listeners, yeah. Basically, it's been an episode of W1A. <gasps> It has. Oh, it really has. Worst. The irony of you guys talking about how similar it is to places we work, and it's actually you two. Except nowhere near oh as funny. <laughs> Thank you all for listening we so much. Awful. Apologies for the Philip K. Dick joke. Apologies, apologies for, for being humble. <laughs> Just apologies. apologies in advance. Yeah. Apologies if you to have Kay. any feedback, please rate and review us on the iTunes and speak to us on Twitter. If this is the first time you're listening, maybe don't review us on this one because this has been a classic ramble. But it's a knowing ramble. They've known they've been doing it. Sorry, Kay. You're just extending the ramble now. We'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.